Welcome to the EIE Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Rumbly, and this is episode number 29 in our series. Thank you so much for tuning in. This episode is being published in mid-October 2021, just two weeks after we wrapped up the EAIE Community Exchange Virtual Conference and Exhibition. I hope you were able to join us for that event. It was jam-packed with on-demand sessions, live panel discussions, networking opportunities, and so much more. All of the recordings from the exchange are available until October 25th, so if you registered for the event but missed out on some of the action, do go back into the platform this month and enjoy browsing through that material. The community exchange was all about community, of course, but the notion of community can encompass a great number of things. For our guest in this episode of the EIE podcast, community has to do with the many different environments in which higher education institutions and their stakeholders can and should be engaged in order to live out their missions most fully. Boyana Chulim Illich is an associate professor within the Department of Education in the Faculty of Humanities and Social Sciences at the University of Rijeka in Croatia. Her research focuses on the engaged university, engaged teaching and learning pedagogy, and youth civic education. In parallel, she's the director of the University of Rijeka Foundation. She's involved in drafting her university's policies on service learning and community-based engagement, and she's active in a series of European projects focused on university community engagement and service learning development. Clearly, this is someone who knows a thing or two about community engagement. We began our conversation with some basics and took it from there. I'd like to start us off with a bit of a definitional question, if I could. Community engagement, this term in the higher education world, is something we're hearing a lot about these days. In my mind, much like the term internationalization, I actually think it can mean different things to different people. So I was just wondering if how you define this term, community engagement, in relation to higher education institutions today. Um, indeed, you are right. Uh, not only that there are different kind of interpretations and reinterpretations, but working on a TFC project uh, that stands for towards a European framework for community engagement in higher education, we actually witnessed that there is a lot of issues with language itself. So, for example, there are some countries and languages like Germany, or German language, for example, that actually does not have a word for community engagement. Or if you, you know, go more into Latin countries or Spain and Portugal, then there is a lot of language associations with service, with, with that kind of contribution to the to the society. So indeed, not only that that we have different kind of interpretations. I think that they steam from the language and the cultural context itself. But what we try to do within the TEFSI project is to define community engagement quite broadly. So for us, community engagement is actually a process whereby universities undertake joint activities with their external communities in a way that is mutually beneficial. And even if each side benefits in a different different way. And in practice, such joint activities can be undertaken by university staff themselves, the administration staff or the academics or students. And that can be part of their teaching and research, academic pillars, or just part of different kind of joint projects, you know, and initiatives. And it can even be part of the university governance and, and management. 
So it sounds like in the context of the TEFSI project in which you've been involved, there is an emerging understanding of what it is that you're talking about. Do you see that kind of alignment, some alignment around this definition of this understanding emerging in, in Europe and even maybe a little more broadly if some of your work is taking you outside of the European context as well? Honestly, I think there is a cer certain kind of alignment, regardless of, you know, using different kind of terms. And of course, using different kind of terms means having a slightly different kind of connotations and meanings as well. So we have to be aware of that. However, I think that, you know, within the European context, within the last decade, there actually has been a certain discourse change as well within the European Union policy framework targeting the importance of university social impact. And there are more and more different kind of policy papers, you know, European Commission communiques, recommendations, and just for example, you know, there is a London communique from 2007 that speaks a lot about European higher education area actually responding to challenges in a globalized world or a Yerevan communique from 2015 that speaks in favor of higher education contributing effectively to build inclusive societies or European, you know, Commission renewed agenda for higher education institutions from 2017 that promotes actually developing profile of higher education institutions as civic universities. And that means integrating, you know, local and regional and societal issues into curricula involving the local community in teaching and, and research uh, projects. So I do believe that there is, you know, a certain alignment going on within the European higher education area for sure. As for other parts, other continents and, you know, other, other universities, I think that there are universities in different kinds of cultural contexts that have this kind of connection with the community for much longer time that we actually have here uh, in the European context. And that's quite interesting. And I think this is where, you know, the this international aspect come in place as well. It is very exciting, isn't it, to think about the ways that we can learn interregionally from one another and, and especially in this area today. You've already mentioned a couple of these different key functions of universities in relation to education and to research. And I was curious, um, your take on how the community engagement agenda or focus of higher education institutions relates to or intersects with the other two main and very prominent features of universities um, or other higher education institutions, which is teaching and research activities. How do you see those different domains kind of intersecting with one another? I think the main message that, that I kind of want to share um, here is that community engagement of our education institution doesn't assume setting up new activities as much as it means rethinking how we do what we do every day. So it's more about how we teach and how we do our research than, you know, creating this new sphere of new activities that, that are going to come, you know, as an additional burden maybe to academics and to students. So I really do believe that this is more about synergy, about rethinking our approach, you know, our paradigms that we do have in teaching and research. Can I follow up on that? I think there's a, you know, a notion that's been kicked around before that it's often easier to create something brand new versus encourage change in existing ways of doing things. And you've just talked about this idea of changing what already has been done. 
how optimistic or pessimistic are you about the ability to get people to, to move in different directions in the same spaces in which they've been operating before? Yeah, that's an interesting question. And indeed, it is a challenge, right? I'm not, I'm not going to lie, lie about it. But within the Tepsi project, we had piloting sessions of Tepsi toolbox at different kind of universities. I mean, those universities being of different kind of profile and orientation. And it seems that it's simply working in any, in any kind of context. So it seems that there is still a strong notion of academics and students' enthusiasm pushing the agenda. But within those universities where we could witness the management support, it has been going on more smoothly, if I can use that, that word. So where there is a support, you know, the institutional kind of support for redesigning the teaching you know, process, for, for maybe redesigning even the approach to research and making it more community oriented or community engaged research. We have witnessed that kind of transformations kind of going on, you know, smoothly and maybe faster than in other cases. Being enthusiastic about it and being very passionate about it is definitely one of the key elements. But, you know, enthusiasm and passion, you cannot build, you know, strong changes only upon that. So having the institutional support, having the management support really means a lot to academics and students as well. That, that really makes a lot of sense to me what you're saying. And it leads me into a, a subsequent question, which has to do maybe with a bit of a, a recipe, knowing, of course, that no one size fits all. I wonder if there are some essential ingredients that you think can really characterize successful, whatever that means, community engagement strategies or initiatives. What are some of the really important fundamental elements that you think really need to be there? Oh, indeed, there is no one size fits all, you know, when we talk about uh, community engagement, as community engagement itself is very contextual and, and it really depends on so many internal and external attributes, you know, starting from the higher education institution profile up to the, you know, local and regional community and different kind of issues. So as for the community engagement strategies at the at institutional level, our work within the TAFSI project so far really speaks in favor of having management support, of having different kind of instruments, you know, in place that might support such engaged practices and forge strong partnerships with, with the non-academic actors. And as for the community engaged initiatives themselves that can, you know, steam from academics or students' enthusiasm, then I think that we really still speak in favor of, you know, academics and students' enthusiasm, their passion to connect more with the non-academic communities and, and to have a greater or maybe even more meaningful social impact. So, you know, framework conditions, I'm always fascinated by those and what they do to help or hinder developments in different ways. Certainly one of the framework conditions we've all had to live with over the last year and a half has been the pandemic. And of course, all of us, universities included, have moved many of their, if not most of their activities online. How would you say that community engagement has followed, you know, this particular development and can it adapt and survive in a, in a virtual environment? How do you see those dynamics playing out? Indeed, the COVID-19 pandemic ha has had an unprecedented impact on, on higher education worldwide and virtually, I think, all aspects of its functioning, including community engagement. 
But what we have witnessed during this period is actually amazing resilience, not only of universities, but of non-academic partners, particularly civil um, society organizations, as they were able to really quickly transform into virtual setting. And in a lot of cases, university community collaboration revolve actually around partnerships with local NGOs. So in our case, for example, NGOs have actually been of a tremendous help in adopting most of those engaged activities for students in a virtual environment. Uh, but for such a case, I think that strong partnerships need to be there. And I know of um, just two recent quite interesting reports. So for all those who listen to this and who might be interested in getting more information, the European Observatory of um, Service Learning in Higher Education actually is now in a phase of collecting service learning experiences in times of COVID-19 pandemic and that they plan to publish a report. So for anyone who has, you know, own experience in, in adapting to virtual setting, I invite you to visit the webpage of European Observatory of Service Learning in Higher Education and to fill in the form and contribute to the, to the research and the report by your own experience. And there is another analytical report that actually has been published and it's titled The Impact of COVID-19 on Higher Education, a Review of Emerging Evidence. And it provides actually a synthesis of the emerging evidence on what impact COVID-19 has on specific aspects of higher education in Europe, including the social dimension of higher, of higher education. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because we had a previous pod, uh, podcast episode with Thomas Farnell, uh, the lead author on that report, and talked a bit about you know those very interesting findings and the um, evolution in ways of acting that institutions have had to undertake because of recent events. I have a question for you about the dynamic between the global and the local. I think when a lot of us think of community engagement, perhaps we think about something quite local, but I, I am understanding that there is quite a continuum of activity that one can consider as community engagement. Can you talk us through a little bit around some of the thinking about that continuum? Is there a tension across the continuum? Are there, is there competition for resources? Or do you see more of a kind of a cross fertilization and strengthening if we think about it more broadly in those terms? This is a brilliant question. I appreciate it. I'm absolutely sure that there are universities that, that still feel that kind of tension or competition, you know, between between university mentions, between those two spheres of, you know, going global and being globally relevant and in contrast of staying, you know, local or regional and keeping activities engaged on such a scale. But I need to say, I mean, it is easier to sustain productive relationships with partners that are geographically close, right, rather than with those remote partners. But community engagement can also, you know, have beside regional and national and international and, and you know, global dimension. And I would like to encourage the discussion more in terms of, as you mentioned, like cross fertilizing each other than being it intention or, or competition, uh, because I really do believe that we are more and more interconnected. And, and what is happening, for example, at my own university might actually reach some other universities or communities as an inspiration, you know, for new engagement activities. And there is more and more discussion revolving around the local mission of universities as well. So, so I would argue, as you mentioned, you know, in, in your question that 
they do cross-fertilize each other. And there are more and more conferences that focus on university social impact and community engagement. And there are more and more, you know, journals welcoming papers targeting related issues. So I really do believe that we can continuously learn from each other, that we can continuously inspire each other. And not to mention that we can set up, you know, join our projects and, and collaborate. And, and one of such examples that is actually really um, contributing to that kind of mix of local, you know, regional and international are the examples of new European universities consortiums. And uh, my university, University of Rijeka, is a member of one such of UFE, uh, Young Universities for the Future of Europe, where actually 10 universities together collaborate and strive to develop joint engaged activities within all cities and regions that UFE universities are anchored in. Well, Jana, it sounds like there's a lot for us to keep our eyes on when it comes to this very important area of community engagement. And I really can't thank you enough for taking the time to share your expertise and these very specific examples that I think we can take away with us. Thanks for being with us. Uh, I appreciate the invitation and looking forward to the new opportunities. Boyana Chulum Ilich, Associate Professor in the Department of Education at the University of Rijeka in Croatia, whose research and professional activities are focused on advancing effective community engagement in European higher education. Boyana mentioned several key resources in her chat with us, links to the TEFSI project, the European Observatory on Service Learning in Higher Education, and other resources can be found in our session notes. I hope you'll check those out. We know you're busy these days, and the EAE is too. Please check out our website, www.eaae.org, for information on how you can continue learning and engaging with your community throughout the year, from our latest training activities, to our recently published blogs, to our ever-expanding podcast archive. There is so much to explore. Our next podcast will be published on October 27th. Until then, Thank you for liking us and sharing our episodes on social media. You can also write to us with feedback or new episode ideas at info at For now, all good wishes to you from the EAE.